0: Welcome to episode 34 of the Baseball HQ Eyes Have It podcast. I'm uh, Brent Hershey. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Blessing. Up at the top, I'll say uh, if you could rate and review the podcast so others could find us, that would be a great thing to do. We always appreciate that. How are you doing, Chris? Got a good week coming up here, I think.
1: Doing well, doing well. Just uh, going over my notes. I hadn't visited with my notes since last Wednesday on a bunch huh. of Rangers prospects. So uh, it's going to be a good week. How was your week, Brent?
0: Yep, it was good. Uh, I spent some time this afternoon uh, going over my notes from uh, seeing a couple of Orioles guys um, last weekend. I'm excited to kind of you know, just share some observations about that, too. So it's good that we were both out at the ballpark. Why don't we just jump right into it? You got a chance to see the Rangers uh, High A Hickory team, which has um, a bunch of interesting guys. And, of course, uh, subscribers uh, of the site got some insight into that uh, last week as you wrote up uh, one of the guys to touch on quickly. It sounds like Evan Carter, an outfielder, was kind of the star of the show for your uh, looks. What can you tell us about Carter?
1: So yeah, Evan Carter was a uh, second round pick in the 2020 in the COVID draft uh, from Elizabethan Tennessee. And for longtime readers, I used to go to Elizabethan Tennessee to yeah. go see the Elizabethan Twins. Twins. Uh, so yeah. not you know kind of off the beaten path. If you're uh, uh, familiar with the Tri Cities area of Tennessee, this is actually going to be east of Johnson City, which makes up the Tri-Cities. So kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and this guy was kind of off everybody's radar. This kid didn't really do the showcase circuit. He only appeared at one or two showcases, which is a good way for scouts to see him. Also, he wasn't near a metropolitan area that was, uh, you know, booming with baseball prospects like the Atlanta Metro or something like that. It's a rare thing in today's game to find a guy that was virtually unheard of get drafted in the second round. Got to see him. Quick, quick notes here. He went three for three, four plate appearances, hit two triples, a grand slam home run, did about just just about everything. He only swung the bat three times and uh, scolded three balls, I would say, exit velocities above a 105 on all three of them. Uh, just absolutely destroyed the ball. So it was a really good look. Uh, I got to also watch a lot of video on him from previous week's series just to you know see him struggle a bit and stuff, which he didn't really struggle, to be honest. He made a lot of uh, hard luck contact in that series, didn't have the same success. But you could see this guy is morphing into a potential top fantasy prospect. Uh, I think there's an argument for him to be a top 15 prospect at midseason. He brings speed, even though the stolen bases haven't been there yet. But he's he's essentially a five-tool guy. Uh, I believe that the power will eventually come. You don't normally see guys hit the ball as hard as this and not uh, have the power come eventually. Uh, but right now, it's a very flat, plain swing and not necessarily something that's conducive for a lot of lifts. So. I think this is your last chance to get in on Evan Carter before it kind of blows up a bit. 19 years old in high A. He is, I think, the youngest guy in the South Atlantic League. He might even be the youngest guy across high A because he's a young 19 um, for these purposes. So, again, Evan Carter, he's a dude to not miss out on.
0: Yeah, that's uh, certainly fun report i've seen the numbers kind of creep up and it's, it's definitely good to see good to hear someone that's actually uh seen him and like uh, like we mentioned for those subscribers there's bunch bunch more information on carter uh on this on the article that ran at baseball hq last week yeah um, i went a
1: whole page i don't normally go a whole page on a guy but i felt yeah. like he was he was worth that so come on and check that out
0: second up is a uh Familiar last name anyway, uh, Los Angel Acuna, um, middle infielder for Texas. And uh, what's he? Is he anything like his older brother? I guess. Same question. Well, the, the trivia,
1: question. the trivia question this day was whose brothers were on this team. And Ian Anderson's brother is also on this team, and Ronald Cunha's brother is also on this team, obviously, this is who we're talking about here. And then I think there was another guy who had a brother on this team, and the guy missed the question. Um, So it was kind of sad, especially with the guy who was around second base uh, pointing to himself as, (laughs) uh, you know, his back of his jersey. Uh, to say Acuña. Um so I uh, I got I got again four plate appearances at Acuña. Um both Carter and Acuña were lifted early because the game really got out of hand. Acuña saw a lot of pitches. I wouldn't I, I would say he's more of a hacker. He is a, a slight open stance with a pretty pretty big leg kick for a guy his size, the shorter stature guy. Uh, He's listed at 5'10". I would say he's about 5'8", 5'7", 5'8". Acuna played for down east last year and was a bit skinnier at this point. Um, And um, so his average is up this year. It's at 318. His uh, on-base percentage is at 419. and His slugging is 538. Uh, So they all look like improvements over the 266, 345, 404 line. And I would definitely say that the slugging part of this is is a definite improvement. Uh, The Acuna I saw in this game, and specifically in the games prior, was this is a kid that is missing a lot of, especially fastballs, in the zone. Uh, More so up, uh, but you can also beat him down, uh, too. Um, So, like, he swung and uh, missed uh, a total of four times during this uh, look. They were way off. He was way off. He struck out twice. He did walk. He did get some hard contact. He hit the ball, hit a liner right back to the pitcher that he got a single on. He proceeded to steal second base, and then he stole third base. This was uh, uh, after another guy had hit a home run, so it was a very crazy start. There's not really plus speed here. home the first time on him on that ball that was essentially infield single that he smoked. Uh, was just below the plus, so he's probably kind of like above average runner. Um, but it takes a lot for him to get going out of the box, and even on the on the bases, he didn't really seem like he had that other gear. He seemed very heady. He ran on the first uh, move of uh, each each time, first and second base, and then to the third base. Uh, not much sophistication in that, of course. Not you know harder to figure out whether it's plus speed or not but the reports have always had him at about above average speed uh he's 19 for 21 in stolen base attempts uh i think this is real i think that um that um he is heady enough to Uh, get double-digit steals and that kind of thing. My issue here is I don't think he's a 318 hitter. I don't think he can continue that. I also don't think that he can continue the on-base percentage part because he wasn't a guy that was, um, and even in the video looks, wasn't taking close pitches. Um, The other concern I had uh, was his defensive position. So he's been a shortstop most of the time. Uh 23 games this year. I saw him at second base. Um, you don't normally see a shortstop converting over to second base at A plus when there's not a premium prospect, um, you know, standing at shortstop. Um, mm-hmm. he made a bunch of errors this year so far at shortstop, um, averaging one error per, I guess, every other game almost. Um uh, he has a 918 fielding percentage at short, so it's not really strong. Um, even his actions at second base don't seem like he's really rangy. Like, he fits second base fine. Uh, he has enough range for that position. But um, I can see where shortstop might be a little taxing on him. So, again, this is a guy we have listed as a shortstop who's likely a second baseman. Um, he's also a guy that, you know, is going to pile up strikeouts and has piled up strikeouts uh, so far this year. Uh, we would like to see him have a little more flexibility with his swing plane, uh, be able to get to some higher pitches, be able to get to some lower pitches instead of swinging essentially on one swing plane. Um, uh, it will be interesting to see if the Rangers do bump him up to Texas league this year, double a. I think that that would be a very uh, humbling experience uh, over a 60-game period. It might be something that he um, excels at in maybe a 20-game period, but I think the league will kind of kick on uh, by 60 games that um, there's a way to get this guy out. And it's essentially giving him a steady diet of fastballs up and you know showing those breaking pitches breaking out of the zone.
0: Yeah, and certainly, I mean, even though he's Ronald's brother, I think, thing again looking at his page i think that stands out that he's just a smaller guy you say you know he's listed as 5'10 you said he's probably eight. and the fact uh you know you, you wonder he's kind of trying a little hard he's got a lot of pressure <laughs> given his older brother you know may, may not he may not be as athletically gifted uh that kind of thing um so you do hope that uh you know i do hope that he can kind of play within himself and yeah. and have success that way well, let's move on to uh, Aaron Zavala, uh, another outfielder, the Roman outfield there in uh, Hickory with Evan Carter. Um, he was a uh, high pick from a couple of years ago, I believe. What did you make of Zavala?
1: In this game, I saw Carter hit a home run. I saw another Trevor Hover, who we're not going to talk about today. He hit a home run as well. Um, and i also saw zavala let off the game with a home run um uh, zavala also hit a double and a single um two of his hits were hard hits uh the double and the home run um so like he had a he had a game as well um i i'll just say the first four guys had a game I, they all got um hard contact uh, this whole year i haven't seen much of that so it was good to see everybody perform so then when i could watch the video and see them you know, not necessarily be at the top of their game, I was able to create a scouting report for them. Uh, So in Zabala, he's an upright, open stance. There's a bit of a slight bat wrap as he um, gets his uh, hands back to the hitting position. I think that's mostly because his hands are up and out over the plate. I think it's just harder for him to kind of recoil. And and get all all you know get that all moving ahead. Um, I in video looks he was very patient, very selective, kind of like uh, um, uh, the aforementioned Evan Carter, who only swung three times. Uh, he was much more aggressive in this game. Uh, I think it might have been kind of the quality of pitching. That's another thing. Another good thing to go off of is when you see a guy and in this yeah. guy in this case I can't remember who was pitching for. Uh, Last name Munoz for the uh, Rome Braves, but he had nothing coming out of the pen. Like, he did not – like, his pitches – I've seen him before. His pitches were not breaking. His uh, fastball was uncontrollable, very flat. And, like, it was a hit-me-day type deal. And it, unfortunately, was a hit-me-day for him. Uh, So, in Zavala's at-bat, like, that bat wrap kind of scares me a little. It hasn't really caused many swings and misses this year. But I can see where – Uh, And especially on video where it's harder for him to get to hard contact, especially against harder throwers. Um, So that's one of the good tests uh, with Rome Braves. They have a lot of hard throwers. Even Munoz was throwing in the uh, low to mid nineties. So I was able to get a grasp of it, but uh, it was so recognizable out of his hand that uh, when he hit that home run, like you knew it right off the bat, you knew it was coming like you, like all of these hard, Hard hits even later in the game with hover um the pitching the pitching just wasn't on that day and you Mm. could see it coming essentially um again he battled but he did have longer at bats there was a lot of swings but not many misses i think he had three uh swings and misses out of uh maybe 30 total pitches that he saw so or no 25 i'm sorry 25 total pitches he saw so like uh this is a guy that most of his swings were battling and hacking things off and not um you know not swinging over anything or anything like that on you know too badly. Um uh on the outfield he's he's kind of just kind of average. I think he could fit as a fourth outfielder most likely. Um again there's not that power carry. Um I don't know if that's going to develop. But again, this is a very solid player. He's not necessarily a guy that I am all in on. uh, And and one of the reasons why I excluded him from my uh, subscription article was because I don't really feel like he did anything different from before uh, from our evaluations in the off season. Um, He's pretty much that same guy. It's just maybe, um, you know, maybe his projection has become a little bit clearer now, if that makes sense. Um, Maybe more of an average projection than maybe a, um, you know, a solid regular in fantasy. Maybe this is an average uh, regular. This might even be a platoon bat, especially being a left-handed batter on the ro- on the on the good side of the uh, platoon. against gets yeah. right-handed pitching. Um, that that will be his greatest, uh, probably greatest value.
0: Yeah, and it looks to me too. I mean, just something to continue to watch as he <clears throat> moves up the ladder. Uh, you know that he really does ha- has a patient approach, or t- it takes a lot of walks. I should say. Yes. um you know has has 52 walks in 59 games already um 52 walks 52 five strikeouts so he's uh you know just about even um for his career for uh K's uh, against walks and and yeah up, up through this well both last year uh he had an OBP of 419 and this year his uh, on base percentage is a 421 so um Certainly, you know, gets a little tick up for uh, those that are in on on base leagues for sure. Um, But uh, but yeah, with just, uh, you know, kind of a sprinkling of of uh, extra base hits, uh, you know, slugging percentage still under 400. um, Definitely would hope he has, uh, you know, can tap into some more pop there if we're going to project and kind of be, uh, you know, an average full time non platoon regular.
1: Yeah, he's been mostly playing right field too, and he does have the uh, above-average arm for that. So, like that awesome. should that yeah. should play there. It's just again, there's not that power carry. Um, I think like in you know 15 uh, team league with the pretty expansive minor league system, this is a guy that I probably have on my um, radar. I don't know yeah. necessarily if he's on my roster. Uh, but, uh, a, like, this guy's a major league player. And, you know, I think that's the thing I want to say about all four of the guys we're talking about today. Well, Brent, I know that you got out to the ballpark. Um, Took some triple A action this year. <laughs> um, uh, again. Um, so, this time you showed up. And let me get this straight. Um, the first time, um, it was a rain out. Um first game you went out to this year sure. second game <laughs> yep. you went to, they scratched the guy, and yep. then this one was a game filled with some sprinkles and some like not
0: nice weather is that correct that's, ex- that's exactly right. It was sort of a misty misty evening the whole time uh eventually later on started raining uh I had to move you know i was I, I was sitting through it for a while and eventually moved. Back and, uh, you know, it's just a it's just a hassle trying to take notes and kind of keep things straight during games like that. But
1: um,
0: it was uh, yes. And it was at Lehigh Valley, a triple A uh, Lehigh Valley who had uh, Norfolk, uh, the Baltimore club in uh, last week. Uh, and so having having two of those uh, big infielders there uh, to take a look at Gunnar Henderson and Jordan Westberg uh kind of made it uh kind of made it worth it just to kind of uh get through and, and see what they have um henderson of course is kind of uh you know a huge helium guy this year um went um went back to double a we talked about both of these guys for a little bit last year started henderson at double a uh this year and uh he went uh went kind of nuts in in forty seven games there uh OPS over 1000 312 uh with a 452 on base and a 573 slugging percentage one thing from watching henderson last year is there was uh you know there was a good bit of swing and miss there uh, 143 strikeouts in 105 games um but they he's really tightened that up uh this year um and, and his and his game just is much more mature um you know, coming up for batting practice, uh, he was hitting kind of hard liners all over the place, uh, longer, uh, you know, not just line drives, but longer, um, drives to the outfield. Uh, he's a left-handed hitter, um, with a wide stance, you know, just a minimum stride, um, goes to left center field easily. Uh, you can see kind of the powers there kind of, uh, for all fields. Um, he's a you know, a good strong build, a quick swing. And, and yeah, the maturity just sort of showed up uh, in this game uh, that I took in, um, especially during, especially with regards to kind of plate approach. There were several times where he had, um, you know, really taking really close pitches, uh, you know, pitches just off the plate in deep counts, showing the ability to kind of uh, discern balls and strikes and, and kind of, Know that those pitches uh, weren't going to be ones that he could drive. Um, you know, I've had reports and I've seen reports throughout the year of the better t- plate discipline. Um, and then although he had a couple of strikeouts this game, um, he and went kind of over for 3 with a sack fly, uh, also had a walk in there. Um, really, uh, you know, it's the strikeouts weren't overly concerning. Um, yeah, and there was a couple times where he was fooled on some stuff uh from an older pitcher, especially uh, you know, some curveballs uh threw him off balance. Um but on on some other things, you know, the speed looked good. Uh he had a four two five time uh on a four three ground out. Um and then in the uh <clears throat> and then in the ninth came up and and hit the kind of game winning sacrifice fly. Um which was, uh, which is always good to see. The um, his defense, his defense is interesting um, because for both of these, uh, for both him and Westberg, as they've kind of moved up together, uh, both through Aberdeen and then Bowie, and now up in the Triple A Norfolk, they've been kind of flipping them back and forth between uh, third base and shortstop. Uh, in this game, Henderson was playing. Uh, Henderson was playing shortstop, uh, which was the, uh, kind of the ninth time he did that. He's played uh, third base eight times, uh, and he was confident there. He made an error, um, you know, uh, an error flubbing a ball with a runner kind of in his way, uh, and again, the, the, uh, conditions weren't great, um, but he made plays on kind of both sides of the bag as they were doing, shifting, he turned a double play, uh, looked solid from there, um. I think I still think shortstop may be a little bit of a stretch for him defensively. Um, I think he could probably get by there, but I would think he probably settles uh, long term at third base. But it was a, it was uh, good to see uh, throughout the series, just checking in on it. Uh, he had two home runs later on in the series. Uh, went seven for twenty six and and now through uh you know through these eighteen games at uh at triple A as a um as a twenty year old um is hitting two eighty eight, four twenty two, five fifteen. So it's uh you know it's, it's really it's yeah, it's really impressive um, and it's uh you know it's all there and I would think uh if he continues at kind of this level, I mean it might even be something where he gets a you know gets a taste of the majors uh for a couple of weeks at the very uh the very end of the year
1: yeah one of, one of the things i'm looking at some data some internal data that i've got uh uh he has a less than
0: 15%
1: chase rate according to my data this year
0: Yeah, a less I mean,
1: than can... 15% chase rate uh that's that's pretty amazing i don't know what his o swing truly is you know i don't have all of the data this year, but on the data that I do have, it's a very low chase rate. And and uh, it looks like the one pitch that's given him any sort of problems chasing is changeup, which you would kind of uh, expect out of a guy, even as they get to the major leagues. Um, that's yes. usually the last pitch that they really have that command of. And it's because of the dropout of the zone, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, and, and he's a guy that's, you know, for a slugger that's uh, swing and misses is below thirty percent. I think you got a good one um here, Brent. Um, I know that you've been tracking him the last couple of years and uh I think that you've got a good one. I think this is <laughs> a uh I, well I, I think I I mean I don't know about your rating, but what well let's hear about your rating. What do you think your rating is for him right now?
0: Yeah, I was looking at that um I was looking at that earlier. Uh we had him as an eight C yeah. I had him as an eight C uh in the book. And i i i think it uh, i think the likelihood of him becoming an eight ish player is certainly higher than that. Um, yes. I uh, so if we were to do it now, I might go I might go eight B or eight A or you know possibly even a nine you know a nine D. I mean it's uh, the it, it it just seems. His, again, mature approach and, and having the strength to be able to handle so far, uh, this pitching that he's seen, um, at that age, factoring in kind of continued development. Um, I think it could be, you know, it could, could be a, a pretty, a pretty special player.
1: I, I've got him at a 9C. Um, I think that an 8B is his next ranking below that. I wouldn't go to 8A. I have 9C because the age, um, the fact that yeah. he is, um, you know, walking so much at the higher levels at this age, I think that's a that's a good sign to show that this is going to be kind of continuing. Um, I, I don't know how many bases he's stolen this year, but I know that he's somewhat of a threat there. So yeah. even if he gives me a handful there, I think that he'll have the average and the power to kind of carry that 9 um that 9 rating um possibly through the major leagues, but still it's still just a 9C. I don't think I can go up to a 9B yet. I've watched oh. I've watched about 25 at-bats of him uh this year uh on video and you know I kind of I feel I feel I I mean we're talking semantics here, you know, we're not talking necessarily any difference. I think we're both in Pretty agreement that this guy's probably a nine on our on our rankings now, and um, with a likely outcome of somewhere in the eights.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just to finish up, yes, and he is uh, stealing bases. He's fourteen for sixteen so far over over the two levels, um, just just two at, at AAA so far. But um, definitely uh, a solid runner, and the type that I think you could see. Uh, getting to those double-digit mm-hmm. uh in the majors because of, you know, the combination of kind of smarts and maturity as well as uh, athletic uh, ability.
1: Well, you have another guy, too, in this game, and you briefly mentioned him already. He's a guy that you've seen before. He's another shortstop by trade, 6'3", uh, yeah. 203. Jordan Wesper. he was a first-round pick. Uh, actually, I think he was a supplemental pick uh out of Mississippi yeah. state for the Orioles in two thousand twenty uh yep. update us on his progress
0: yeah, yeah so westberg uh too and um and uh in this game, Westberg was playing uh, uh was playing third base um where i've seen him most uh of the time. Although it's interesting when you look at his positional breakdown so far um, in uh, in AAA, especially he's been nine times at shortstop, just two at third base. So that was one of the two times that I saw him, and five times at second base. Um, and so I think they're definitely moving him around a little bit more. And uh, when you know watching him do, watching him between innings, uh, you know taking ground ball, or taking uh, you know the practice throws and all that sort of thing and seeing them do some infield practice, um, he he doesn't strike me to have, uh, you know, a third baseman's uh, kind of combination of arm strength and and his throwing mechanics are just a little bit uh, a little bit odd. So I can kind of see where um, I do, I, I can see where, although he would be big for a second baseman, I he's 6'3", 203, but maybe second base is where uh, he ends up there um again it's just something about his arm stroke that seems much more uh that seems much more fit it, for that kind it, of. it
1: reminds me and it, you know, for people who um you know saw daniel murphy early in his career uh daniel murphy came up as a third baseman he ended up at first base towards the end but uh, primarily yeah. played second base as a big leaguer uh that was maybe even a longer Arm circle, I guess. I've never called an arm circle with the with the guy uh, <laughs> yeah. in the infield, but like Westberg just never looks comfortable throwing the ball. Daniel Murphy didn't either. So, yeah. um, like so, and Daniel Murphy was six three as well. So like, there's that opportunity there as a, you know, maybe a, dif- you know, you're gonna hit, you're gonna do, you know, if you're gonna bring the offense, uh, they'll find a right. room for you at second base, and and that's essentially yeah. what they did to Daniel Murphy who. Yeah, uh, the famous stories when he went to college, they asked him what position he played, and he said he batted third. So I mean, <laughs> it could be it could be the same thing with Jordan Westberg.
0: Yeah, and 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 not to say that you know, I mean he's he's made some good plays. I've seen him a couple times over the years, especially especially coming in on balls, and he did one of these again where uh, you know, kind of a slow chopper between the mound and third, and is uh, comes in, gets rid of it quickly. Uh, you know, a good transfer. Um, yeah. so it's not like it's not like he's a bumbler. He's a good there. athlete. He's
1: a good yeah, athlete. It's, it's just his it's throwing just that, mechanics uh, are weird.
0: Yeah, it's just that you, uh, you know, can't quite see him making that play from third behind the bag or deep in the no. hole as a shortstop kind of thing. Um, and I think that that's, you know, that'll be kind of that's likely to be kind of weeded out uh, here as he gets to the majors and they, uh, you know, find a place he's more comfortable. Um I'm continuing to be kind of interested in, in the bat, uh, too. Um, you know, there were some times, uh, where he had some, uh, ugly looking swings. Um, but there, there were times where he showed some really good kind of in at bat adjustments. Uh, there was a, uh, a pitcher, I forget then, I forget who it was against. It was kind of you know, nothing special, but 92, 93, but with a really, uh, a really good, uh, you know, uh, slower curveball, 77, 78, um, you know, kind of tough to adjust to, especially, you know, for some of these uh, younger players. I think the pitcher was one of these, you know, quad A veteran kind of guys. Um, but anyway, he, you know, threw him one of these curveballs. It was way out in front, threw him uh, a second one. And uh, you know adjusted a little bit and threw a third one tripled up on it and he and Westberg just nailed it foul. I mean it was obvious that uh, he was uh, right on it and uh, timing it well and kind of uh, you know adjusting to it. Came back with a 92 fastball, you know popped him up uh, for a foul out. But I thought the in game you kind of the in at that adjustment there, recognizing it, being able to uh, make hard contact was a was a really good. Uh, was a really good sign. The thing that most stood out to me uh, with Westberg, and this is something that I remember uh, also talking about about him last year, is is just the baseball kind of instincts uh, that he has. Um, and and in this game, you know, they it was the top of the ninth. They were down one. Um, he was coming up second in the inning. Uh, there was a leadoff walk. Um, you know, the pitcher was having some control problems. It was 3-0, and um, but it worked it back to 3-2. and And then Westberg just blasted this high fastball, took it the other way and banged it off to kind of the right center field fence, um, scored the run all the way from first, got far enough uh, away from the fielder that Westberg got uh, all the way to third on a triple. Um, and then Henderson was up next and kind of on the first or second pitch, I believe, uh, you know, lifted a kind of medium fly ball to sort of right center field. Definitely not, not a, uh, not a surefire sacrifice fly, and one of those where it wasn't a high fly ball. It was one that was uh, you know kind of at a lower trajectory. So it it if he was going to score on it, he had to be back at the bag and like split second for sure. He wanted to go, which he did, and took off. The throw was uh, just a little bit offline um, would have been a close play at the plate, um, but definitely it was something when he scored and that was the that was the go ahead run uh it continued to kind of you know bring up this kind of instinctual is all I can think of kind of sense that he had uh on the bases there, um, which I think you know just will. I think we'll endear him to kind of, uh, you know, the old school <laughs> baseball guys and, uh, be really part of a, you know, be a really important part of a team context, um, as he, you know, as he moves up. I think for me, for sure, uh, with the improvements that Henderson has shown from the left side, the power and all that. I mean, he's definitely a higher ceiling prospect, but I do think there's some, because these guys are, you know, left side infielders so far kind of coming up together, even though, even though Westberg being a college guy is several years older, he's 23. You know, I think there's a, there's a sense that Westberg gets a little bit overshadowed there by Henderson's, uh, you know, amazing feats uh, at his younger age. And I think it's just important to, uh, you know, continue to track Westberg and kind of, uh, you know, take, take notes mm-hmm. of, of what he's doing there. I mean, his, you know he's a he's a well built uh you know athletic guy from the you know hitting from the right side a very simple swing mechanics um, uh you know balanced for the most part um not going to be a super i don't think you know all out power guy but just an overall uh you know really solid uh major league hitter from the right side
1: that was very interesting on uh Westberg hopefully so hopefully he debuts this year. I think he has a better chance of debuting than Henderson, don't you think?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, he's 23, so a little older. I think uh, Baltimore will be able to move him around a little bit to try him out uh, this year. And so I think it would be uh, really possible um, that he that we see him uh, at Camden Yard sometime this summer. Well, Brent,
1: what do you have on tap this week? Uh,
0: I have uh, – Jersey Shore down the down the uh, road in Wilmington, uh, so I'm going to get to at least one of those games. I'm going to be. Uh, I hope to get either uh, Griff Gary, who we talked about last year, and is pitching there, or uh, Mick Abel. Um, that'll be uh, that's will be uh, the first time I get to see Abel. I think I'm going to try to prioritize that. I'm still uh, making uh, checking with the schedule to, to make that work. Um, and there are a couple, uh, a couple of marginal hitters. I want to check in on too, uh, with the Jersey shore, the high A Phillies team. Um, but, uh, if I can get able, that will be, uh, a good catch. I think.
1: Yeah. Um, no, no mention of any nationals prospects. So,
0: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, maybe, you know, we can be surprised at these things. So perhaps I'll, uh, run into something and, and uh, bring something back. But, uh, yeah, that Wilmington team, at least on paper, is uh, is a little rough. How about you, Chris? What's up for you this
1: week? Well, barring a change, I'm probably sitting out. The White Sox A team, uh, Birmingham is in town for the third time this year. And oh. so I don't know if I want to go see Jose Rodriguez, uh, Yulquez, uh, Seth Cespedes, uh Sean Burke. I don't know if I want to go see those guys again. Um you know, they it's just it's what it is. It's a not the strongest farm system in the world and mm-hmm. probably their best team on the farm, if that makes sense. And I'm already done with them, if that makes sense as well. Um, So I'm probably going to opt out for the whole week. I might look around if there's anything worth going to this weekend. It's probably going to be a heavy video week for me. So, uh, I mean, that's kind of how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Right.
0: That's that's how it is. Yep, but we make it uh, we make it work for sure. I'm sure you'll uh, we'll bring some goodies back for uh, next week's episode. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of The Eyes Habit. Uh, it. Was a blast as always. You can always contact us. We'd love to have some listener questions on a future show. You can email us at The Eyes at baseballhq.com or reach out to us on Twitter. Chris is at c underscore blessing. You can find me at, at Brent HQ. Thanks for subscribing. And again, please rate and review us. Chris, till another week. Uh, have, a, uh, have a good watching baseball time.
1: I hope you get uh, able so uh, we have something for next week's episode. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Take care.